so uh, my name is Greg, uh, Greg Pico, and I came here from uh, Tassie with my wife Anne, and uh, we we joined the RF Fellowship in Tasmania this year. And on the way across, we drove, uh, we took the ferry, obviously, and then we drove, and uh, coming up along the Coorong, we saw some uh, pelicans flying along in the, in the V-shape. <coughs> So I was thinking, you know, why do they fly in a V shape? And uh, that, that's a bit like the bike riders in the, the Tour de France or something. They, they fly in the V shape because if the uh, the bird behind the wing of uh, the one in front gets a bit of uplift from the, the the air currents that are disturbed by that bird's wing, and so the you know the all the ones at the at the rear. Um, get sort of a, uh, an advantage that the that the one at the front doesn't get, and then there's a, a rotation. So the one in the front, uh, just like in the bike racing, will go to the back, and someone else is in the front, and there's a there's a lifting up and a, and a help. So I was just thinking that's uh, the lifting up and the help that Ann and I received. Oh, this is scary. <laughs> Okay, so we've we certainly received a lifting up and a help this year, and um, I wanted to just look at some things like that. Just thinking about uh, my journey in the Lord, I was I was saved in 1994, and uh, that was in Canada. Um, at the time, we went over there for a, a holiday. Anne was saved, I wasn't, and uh, she wanted to go to a camp, one of the Canadian camps that they held. And uh, we went across, and I ended up staying at that camp. And after a few days, someone spoke a word to me, and uh, I knew, I knew, I knew anyway because uh, Anne had been saved a long time before myself, and I realised you know, what was involved. So that was a, a bit of an obstacle that was overcome at that camp. And over the years, um, you know, it's been a great blessing being in the Lord. But with this. Uh, this fellowshipping that we experienced this year, uh, it was quite a big trial. And I just thank the Lord that, uh, you know, we've been lifted up. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, let's write it down a bit. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 12. It says here, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 12, for if there first be a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased and you burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, and their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there be, that there may be equality. <clears throat> As it is written, he that hath Gathered much, had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. And I was just thinking about the, um, you know, the, the care that we've experienced, both from the, the fellowship in Vancouver that we we know quite well. Our, our daughter lives there; um, she lives there permanently. But uh, also from the care that we've experienced uh, from our first contact with. Uh, with people in the RF, which was Pastor Jock and Sister Helen. And, uh, yeah, we, oh, 
you know, speak for both of us. We, we certainly felt, well, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> we certainly felt the love and the care there. <clears throat> and, um, and, you know, I could sort of feel that that abundance that the RF had to offer helped us at that time. And since then, in the small fellowship that we have in Launceston, there's, uh, there's been, been that same feeling that, that, um, you know, we've been able to care for, uh, maybe four, three or four new souls that have come along just in that, in that short time. Let's go to, uh, Exodus chapter 17. Exodus 17 and, uh, verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in, uh, in, in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us out men and go out and fight Amalek. Tomorrow I'll stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did, did as Moses had uh, said unto him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed, but Moses' hands were heavy. So, yeah, you try and hold your hands up all day long, it probably wouldn't last an hour. <clears throat> and they took a stone, put, him up, put it under him, and he sat there on, and Aaron and her stayed up his hands, one on one side, the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So, like, it's just a, a really you know, good example of being helped. Um, uh, in this case, just a, a physical, a physical help, uh, just supporting Moses' arms all day long. You sort of wonder how their arms were supporting his arms. Maybe they might have needed someone to help them, but, um, this, this help is being lifted up and the, the feeling of being lifted up, just like the pelicans, uh, the, the feeling of flying through air that's rising, you know, like going up in the glider, went up the glider once and, um, well, a couple of times actually, and, it, and, it, and it's this amazing feeling of floating along, and suddenly you feel the rise and then sink, and and um, it's a it's a good experience. Hebrews chapter four and uh, verse fourteen. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. Um, this is like our confession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but we was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. And here it's just this just this verse that Jesus being touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Yeah. Um, not to say that we're always feeling infirm, but, but times can come. Younger people maybe, uh, might feel bulletproof. Older folks and the sister there before who gave a testimony, she, she just turned 70. I've just turned 70 and, uh, I didn't really want to celebrate that one. But, um, you know, and bend down to do something. Think, what else can I do when I'm down here? But, <laughs> There's this feeling of infirmities, but it's more of the, you know, spiritual, mental infirmities that come from time to time. And we've got the Lord there that, um, we can, um, come 
boldly, boldly to the throne of grace. In Mark chapter 9, Mark 9, verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So <clears throat> you're talking about the, the young fellow that was you know, had an evil spirit. Um, in 24, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. It was, yeah, it was like a, yeah, I really want to believe. Uh, but there's a bit of a doubt there maybe. But when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the, the, the foul spirit, saying, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, in so much as many said that he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And I was thinking, yeah, there can be, there can be, <coughs> excuse me, there can be words without actions, like, oh, the Lord will bless or something like that. But in this case, uh, Jesus, he, he had the words, but he also had uh, the the actions. So he lifted him by the hand, helped him up, because it says just before that he is, it was like as if he was dead, so he's probably, you know, stonkered. And um, Jesus lifted lifted him by the hand, helped him up, <coughs> as he as he can lift us up. It's a similar similar thought in Acts chapter three. Uh, we we'll go there, can we? Acts three, verse one. Acts three, verse one. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask an alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. So basically he's like a beggar, asking for a bit of cash. Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, Look on us. So he wanted this fellow's attention, and he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something from them, I'm assuming, expecting to receive some money. Um, Peter, <clears throat> Peter said, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee." I wonder, I wonder what the guy was thinking. Oh, geez, no cash. I wonder what he's going to give me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So he was expecting a handout, and he sort of, in a way, received the, the outstretched hand. He took him by the hand, verse 7, took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle, ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with him into the temple, leaping and praising God. Um, here's this other, another example of um, the... The, the actions with, with the words. I just think it's important, you know, when we're, you know, talking to, to folks and whether they're new people or whether they're, uh, ones that we know in the Lord that have got some need, that we do what we can, um, with actions as well as, as well as with the words. Um, yeah, really out of time here. Um, 
Yeah, so certainly Anne and I, we've been you know, lifted up from this difficult situation. Um, it's a bit of an ongoing thing. Uh, we've even got a son who now won't talk to us. Um, he's in the, the previous fellowship that we were, so there's this cutting off thing that's going on. And others, you know, friends that we've known for years and years, 50 years, um, pretty much, uh, some of them. Uh, it's, it's harsh and I think it's unnecessary. Um, in maybe, let's go to Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. How think ye if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seek that which has gone astray? You know, if, and if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine which went not astray. You know, there are some lost souls, lost souls out there. In fact, uh, we've had the, the joy of seeing um, a couple that we, well, certainly one anyway in, in the fellowship that we are in who was, has been away for 13 years, I think she said, uh, due to certain circumstances that happened at that time, and she's um, you know, bumped into someone in our little assembly, and now she's coming back to the meetings. And it's just a, a real joy to see that sort of thing happen. But um, but you know, she's been battling on her own. Her husband had deserted her years ago, and raised raised four kids. And you know, there's been she's been through many trials and uh, wanting. And she spoke to Pastor Jock, I think, or maybe. Might have been Kevin, I'm not sure. Anyway, whoever it was. And, uh, you know, they said to her, the thing that you're missing is the fellowship, the, the, the lifting up that can come from the fellowship. Well, thank the Lord for those, uh, blessings that he gave me. I hope. 